Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 57 of The Wise Guys. We're back another week, another episode. We know y'all missed us. We didn't record last week, but it was my man's birthday, and we got it lit, of course. AC vibes. The vibes were up. The vibes were high. Got it litty. And uh, yeah, so we're back with the vibes. How you feeling tonight, bro? Shit, I'm feeling great, man. A lot of baseball on tonight. You know how we, you know how it is. We on that shit. We've been on the baseball heavy recently. Tatis, and wise guys picks. Yeah, Tatis is He's back. back man. You know how it is. The playoff race is pushing. We got a lot to get into, man. My birthday was lit. I mean, I'm glad this heat wave's over, but I don't want summer to end. So I don't know, man. I'm kind of torn. It's that torn. I feel like it's the Thursday. A lot of people say that that August is like the Thursday of the, uh, the year. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. I feel them vibes. Uh, but we're going to continue to get it lit the rest of summer, man. It's only right the way the guys do it. But we do have some birthdays today. First and foremost, happy birthday to the slime, YSL, Young Thug, man. 30 years old today, Young Thug, Thugger. He's a GOAT, man. He's a legend. He's an Atlanta legend, for sure. Been bumping him since, what, high school, man. And uh, he's, he's made a lot of projects, man. A lot of projects that are my favorite, personally. Slime Season 2 is up there for me. I don't know, what's your favorite? What's your favorite mixtape Thugs came out with, bro? Shit, I got to go to Barter, man. Barter 6. Barter 6, can't uh, go wrong. Yeah, that, time, that's definitely, that, yeah. Check all that. I seen him live in concert, oh, bro. Yeah. That shit was crazy. Him uh, and 21, right? Yeah, him and 21. TM88 was there, yo. Shout out them, man. 808, Mafia and shit. That shit was crazy, bro. I mean, Thug's definitely a great performer. I mean, he didn't let us down. Every song bumped, obviously. Um, yeah, he's def- like, as you alluded to, man, he's definitely one of the top performers. We put him and Future on the same pedestal, kind of. sure. Like, I, th- I just think that they both had an impact in the rap game, as you could tell, in most of these artists coming up. Yeah, they paved the way for a lot of these new young artists. You see the style and the sound that they carry. Future and Thug really created that, I feel like, and uh, really put on for Atlanta, man. Um, but shout out to Thug for sure. Jeffrey, he, man, he made so many projects. It's crazy. But and, it, and before we get into the other birthday, man, his young prodigy, young nudie. I mean, yeah, he drops off. Yeah. I mean, we kind of been bumping him a little bit. He Talking got, about, he, got yeah. a, he got a couple fire tracks. He's put on a lot of a lot of young artists, man. Lil Baby, yeah, Gunna. Gunna yeah, yeah. I mean, he's really got it going, man. So he he put not only did he put himself on the map, but he put on his say, team. Yeah, too. I would say like Young Thug's more. He puts people on in the rap game. Future is more influent influential. Yes, yeah. they both yeah. are influential, but you know what I'm saying. Young yeah. Thug puts people on more. Yeah, my kind of reminds me of like Young Dolph, man. What he yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, also, we do have another birthday. This one's on the funnier side. Happy birthday, Steve Carell. Those who have watched The Office through the years, um, man, forty year old virgin. There's a lot that goes with that. But happy birthday to Steve Carell as well. Yeah, he's definitely one of the funnier actors, man. I think he's just naturally funny. One of them guys that he can just not do anything, just talk, and he's funny. Um, opposite of Jim Carrey to me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of you haters out there are gonna be a little mad, but I I put Steve Carell over Jim Carrey, man. And like comedy wise, I don't know, movie wise too. Like fuck it, I don't I don't really like Jim Carrey. I, like I got I gotta agree with you. I never really found jim carrey to be that funny i always thought he was extra just extra with everything he's done his sense of humor was never really that funny to me um yeah, but i mean i know it's random how i brought him up but like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> i just yeah. figured the need to yo nah, like, i mean steve carell is comedian yeah, i mean it's it. just you know you're talking comedies and you know and these names get brought up so definitely but happy birthday to steve carell and young thug definitely but 
We also, um, we're going to get into a couple more things in the music world. We had Ronnie J, man. He just produced a new heater, Racks to the Ceiling, with Lil Pump making a comeback, Future and Tory Lanez, man. This shit is dope. It's a hot track. Been bumping it since it dropped. And Ronnie, man, shout out to the cuz, because he just keeps proving that he's one of the best producers in the game, if not the best at this point. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's hard to be a producer in this game, man. I, a lot of people think it's easy, but it's really not. Uh, it's not just pressing a bunch of buttons. You really got to learn and focus and make sure your craft is perfected. You got to make sure you have your own wave, your own style. A lot of people are biting. A lot of people are stealing flows, stealing styles, especially rappers, producers, all that. Uh, you just got to make sure you maintain that your own self like you know what i mean you can't just get away from what you're doing like he has i feel like he's always been hard on the 808s always always been been hard on the drums you know what i mean consistency is key and he's never put out a soft beat a shitty beat you know what i mean everything he puts out i feel like he it's quality wants to make sure that it's like the top we've seen it firsthand bro he's in the studio so you You already know man he's up in the studio around ronnie but you know it just you know he just continues to show his consistency man in the game and he's always putting out some hard tracks man and uh since day one and he's paved the way for a lot of new upcoming producers as well with his sound he came with a unique new sound in the game and he just continues to do it so check that out racks to the ceiling out now uh they got the video up on youtube too man pretty sure we were in that strip club <laughs> but yeah, uh yeah you know. we was out miami but um yeah so and we're still bumping that new harlow and pooh shiesty man suvs black on black you already know uh they dropped a banger a couple weeks ago but uh check that out as well if y'all have not so that is really it for the music topic but we're gonna get into the sports again what is a guys episode without getting into at least a little bit of sports uh this episode is actually sports heavy so Y'all are in luck. So we got uh, the NBA season. So the summer leagues right going on right now. And I got to be honest, man. I love what I'm seeing from these Sixers. I love what I'm seeing from Tyrese Maxey, man. He is showing out. I mean, I think he's averaging, what, like 20 points a game almost. And uh, Isaiah Joe, all them guys, man, they're, they're just really showing out right now. What do you think of the Sixers right now? Yeah, the Sixers are rolling, man. They're showing a bunch of good youth. I mean, if they're keeping Ben, I know we're going to get into that Sixers talk to Ben or Maxi. Who should start? I know it's crazy to have that conversation right now, uh, assuming that Maxi like, steps it up more than he did last year. Obviously, he was balling last year, but if he's going to be a starting point guard on a championship team, you're going to need him to put a little bit more, especially if, you're taking, if he's taking Ben Simmons' yeah. spot. I mean, Ben Simmons has a defense, obviously, but I'm tired of hearing that. Uh, the Sixers got a good enough D. Like, I think around him, honestly, I yeah, think Matisse no, and yeah. Joel and Toby's not just a stick in the mud, you know what I mean? No, I'm pretty no, sure he no, could get a couple steals and blocks. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you got Maxi in there, man. I just feel like he gives a different energy, like the younger dude. Uh, the fans really feed off that. I feel He's like Embiid will feed man. off that. Yeah. I don't feel like he'll be scared to shoot the ball and like somebody. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like Maxi. Maybe he's not the right answer, but I feel like he's, he's a good answer. Yeah, even if it means just I moving mean, Ben to like a uh, shooting guard or something, just not putting him at the first, like at the as a primary ball handler. I mean, even though he has some crazy ball handling skills for somebody his height, yeah. I just feel like he shouldn't be the primary ball handler Small for the Sixers. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Just don't put him as point guard. Yeah, maybe move Ben if you're going to keep him. Um, but I love what I'm seeing from Maxi. Man, this kid's electric, and I love his game. Man, he just he brings it every time he plays, and you could tell he wants to be out on that court, and that's what the Sixers need. They need to be hungry. Um, you know, Ben this year a lot of the times looked like he was sleeping. You know, hence you know the playoffs. What happened? Um, and uh, you know, so Maxi's bringing a new light to the Sixers and. You know, he could be coming for Ben's job. Who knows? I mean, I know Ben's got the defense, but that block showed me a lot, man. That maxi block was incredible, and uh, he pretty much palmed the ball. <laughs> and he just turned up to win that game in OT um, against the uh, Hawks, I believe. So it was just it was cool to see, man. So I definitely would like to see Maxi get some more playing time this season coming up for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, man, he's he's just been showing out in Summer League. And I know Summer League, Summer League, but a lot of people show what they're about in Summer League, man. Um, as we as we saw, Cade Cunningham is putting on a show, man, number one draft pick. Uh, I think Luka Garza just signed his two-way contract, so he's locked up. Uh, the Pistons really got something going for them. I know that's a team we don't like to talk about a lot. Nobody really cares about Detroit. Uh, the Lions, the Tigers, the Pistons, who cares? But uh, the Red Wings are honestly all right, but... You get what I mean. Um, the Pistons aren't really a team looked at. I, they got rid of D-Rose, sent them to the Knicks. I think that was a, a good move, honestly. But uh, they're, they're just, yeah, 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 for the Knicks. Yeah, but they're just a good team coming up, man. I mean, Jeremy Grant, who was a Sixer. Yeah, I kind of forget about that, bro. Same. Yeah, I just I just seen a picture <laughs> yeah. of Jeremy Grant. as uh, He was in the Sixers Summer League. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, I feel but, like the Sixers have a lot of them guys. A lot yeah, of them guys we, that we, came they had Sixers a lot. Yeah. in the Summer Leagues and all these past years, and now they're balling out somewhere else. It's just the yeah. Philly way. It just always seems to happen that way. Um, but you see that boy Peyton Pritchard, man. He's Yo, he's been balling. <laughs> I think, I, they posted something on ESPN, man. It said 92 points. I think it was for the week. Yeah, I, I wasn't had, me thinking it was yeah. for a game. <laughs> I was like, what uh, the yeah, fuck? I, just see that, I was like, yeah. why is nobody talking about this? Nah, he's dropping dimes, though, man. Uh, he's going to be definitely a problem. Yeah, uh, we have four of his cards, five of his cards. Yeah. So we got that stock going up. Yeah, we got a lot, a lot of these future guys coming up. But um, so, yeah, I just, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. There's a lot going on. And uh, so we'll just see how next NBA season goes uh, for the Sixers and so on. But we do have... A pretty solid debate today. Um, you know, you guys probably have heard it over the years. And uh, it's something that we wanted to touch on today because it came up in conversation in the last, what, week or so. Um, so we're going to get into it. So basically, it, it's, it's, it's a D-Rose versus Russell Westbrook in their primes. Who do you think is the better player or was the better player in their prime? I mean, I don't know. Um, so, I mean, I, I got to rock with D-Rose before the injury. Um, dude, man, one of the most explosive basketball players I've ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, again, before the injury, I just feel like D-Rose had a very high career ceiling. And I uh, wish we could have seen a lot more from him over the years. Neek, who are you rocking with? You know, I got to rock with Russ. Um, Respect it. Respect California, it. UCLA all the way. Um, yeah, Russ, man, he's just, they, they're both some, they're both two of the most athletic point guards and of all time. Yeah, and, you know what I mean? We're not putting anybody down. Not to cut you debate. off, bro, yeah, but yeah, don't get, good. don't get this argument twisted. We're not saying who's the better player. Uh, we're literally just talking about in their primes coming into the league together and, uh, you know what they did and before the, before the D Rose injury. So this isn't right now speaking of their careers, because if you're talking that, then there's really no competition. Russ is a hall of famer. 
Sadly, D. Rose is not even being one of my favorite players of all time back when he was, you know, pre-injury. Um, but yeah, c- career-wise, you can't really compare the two. Russ has had a lot more success over the years, obviously. And uh, but it's we're we're luckily to see D. Rose still balling out over there in New York. So, but Neek's rocking Russ. I'm rocking D. Rose pre-injury. Um, I think he was just a, I, again, man. I just think he was one of the most explosive players I've ever seen. Um, in my opinion. I feel like he had a little better handles. I think he had a better basketball IQ. And uh, I feel like he was a little bit better of a shooter than Russ was back then. Um, so, you know, that's that's some of my points that I have to bring up. But we're going to dig in a little more. All right. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, I'll go first if you want. Um, so my little debate here is I'm going to get into, like you alluded to, their primes, their MVP seasons. Um, D. Rhodes won MVP in 2010-2011. Uh, he shot 48% from the field. 85% from free throw range and 33% from the three. Uh, Russell Westbrook had won MVP in 2016, 2017. Uh, 47% from the field, 84% from free throw, 34% from three. So as you could tell, uh, Russ just shot just 1% off in field goal percentage, 1% off in free throw, and 1% more in, thir- in three point percentage so and can we just say yeah it's kind of crazy they're pretty much almost the same exact player and this is why they get compared over the years so much but Um, not to cut you off i a huge stat that i didn't tell yeah d rose at 25 points Russ 31 points yeah yeah but see there and there's there's different there's pros and cons to each and and you know they balance each other out when you really look at it across the board from both players um you know we're basically you know i'm defending rose obviously neeks defending russ but it's uh you know when you look at it and you say you know russ he's he and and i think he had what was he averaging a triple double his mv his mvp year i mean i know d rose did not he didn't do that um i think he was averaging 25 points per game seven assists seven or eight assists and four rebounds uh that year his mvp season uh the main point that i bring up in this argument is um i find it amazing what derrick rose did at 22 years old in the league he won mvp and he was the youngest mvp in nba history at 22 years old the kid the you know he won mvp russ won at 28 uh so they came in the league the same year they were drafted the same year um and rose literally did it i think two years into the league so that's what i found impressive um both getting drafted the same year and and mind you d rose won rookie of the year that year as well um and they came in the year the same so i mean that's that's part of the argument there on my end but yeah, I mean, I like you said, you got some good points there brought up, but my point, yeah. yeah, my point is that in their primes, I think Russ meant more to his team than D Rose did to his team. Like, oh. of course, with the assists oh, per man. game and the rebounds per game, like I think that's just that's off the charts. That's the debate right there. Yeah. Uh, Russ is a walking triple double. Um, he is. D Rose didn't average close to a triple double. I think yeah, he averaged yeah. twenty five, yeah. seven, and four. Too. And Russ yeah. is 31, 11, and 11. Yeah. That's just unreal. No, it definitely is, and it's and it's impressive to me. But I got to go back there and say that I, I kind of disagree with the fact that I think Drew's, his MVP season meant more to his team uh, just because, in my opinion, I feel like he led the Bulls to 62 and 20, uh, which was the best record in Bulls history 
being non, not a non-Michael Jordan team. And I found that impressive, in, in my opinion. And mind you, he managed to keep the best record in the NBA that year without two. Uh, Carlos Boozer and Joakim Noah missed, I think, a total of 57 games total combined that, that season, that year. And Rose still maintained that at 22 years old and won an MVP that year, also carrying them to the playoffs. So I just found that incredible. Yeah, I, so I, I just think Russ is the better player all around. And I think that's just the main point in this whole argument. I think if you're starting a career, like if you're starting a team with a player, I think you're just going to go Russ just because he could do more. So I think that's just like the whole end of the debate thing. But I know we could debate primes. I know we could debate who had the better prime. And I still think it was Russ just because of the numbers. And neither of them have reached the finals. So we can't argue that. (laughs) Neither of them have a ring. Can't argue that. Um, Maybe Russ... Like, obviously not. Not maybe. Obviously, Russ. Actually, yo, now that I'm starting to think about it, I don't know if Russ had the better team than uh, D-Rose. Obviously, he had Harden and KD on his team, but they, they were no, I, nobody I'll knew who James Harden was. Yeah. Uh, Joe Keep Noah was actually a baller. I hated him every time they if versed you, the Cavs. If you replaced, if you replaced Russell, uh, D-Rose and Russell Westbrook, and, you, and maybe you swapped them, right, on each team, and you had prime D-Rose, MVP Rose on the team with KD and James Harden, I think they win the finals. No, no. I no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think they win the finals. I think the finals. <laughs> absolutely And not. I think if you put Russ on that Bulls team, <laughs> they wouldn't They would nearly have made it that far. Especially absolutely not. Not against a, a LeBron. Oh, my God. With, absolutely not. A LeBron big three with Dwayne Wade and Bosh? All right, absolutely not. I, my my point was is I feel like LeBron spanks Rose if you every replace, playoff series. If you replace MVP Rose, right, and you put him on that team with KD and James Harden, I just feel like they would have had more success. Is what I'm getting at. Um, back, like I said, this this is all MVP Rose talk. So I just feel like if you replace them two on that team, I feel like they have more success. And if you put Russell on that team and Joakim Noah and Carlos Boozer missed 57 games, and would he have maintained that record for them? No. I just don't think it would have happened, bro. I don't think it would have happened. I don't think there's a I debate think, here. I think Russ is again, obviously the Russ best Russ got to his prime at 28, and D-Rose was there at 22 before the injury. No, I think Russ is obviously the better player by far. Well, I he mean, has the better career. I'll give you that. Even, even with, I just think he's He's just a better basketball player overall. Don't get me wrong, bro. D Rose is definitely, I, obviously, one of my favorite players. Like personal favorite, not personal. Think he's the best, but I think Russell Westbrook might be one of the great. Like he's he's AI. If like AI, like you know, I compare Russ and AI more so. Like see, I compare obviously, Rose but and AI. nah. See, I, can, I don't I know. Think, like, I think Rose is an AI that could yam when he was he was MVP caliber. No, not not not, not player wise. Yeah. No, I'm getting a mentality. My bad. That was a key part that I didn't bring up. Okay. Just like yeah. the will no, to win, the will to win. Like yeah. I feel like AI did whatever it took to win. I feel like Russ is doing whatever the fuck it takes yeah. to win. Like yeah, no, yeah not yeah. not player. Yeah, I, yeah. I think wise. I think you got Attitude that right. Wise, yeah. but I think Ad, I think you got that right. Play wise, yeah, play wise. I think on the court, but just like attitude. I feel like that's a huge part. No, no, no. Russell kill his best friend just to win. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, like he yeah. seems like a demon. No, like. Russell is a demon. Hey, don't don't get it twisted. We're both fans of both these guys. Uh, they're both great basketball players. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and this is a friendly debate. Yeah, right? a, I like them both. This is, I love I love both players. I love Russ. I love D Rose. Um, you know, if you know me, you know I love D Rose since you know he was the MVP in the league. And uh, again, I just find it amazing, man, what he did at twenty two in the league. That's, that's just I, I just think the me. stats. That as uh, much as I hate to say, like. Cause you know how it is, uh, people bringing up stats yeah. and shit. Like it could be completely different than what we the eye test sees. You know what I mean? But 
Rose, 25 points, 7.7 assists, 4.4 boards in his MVP season. Russ, 31 points, 10.4 boards, 10.7 assists in his <laughs> MVP season. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Had to let that yeah, one out. Sipping. It's all right. But, uh, yeah, no. I mean, when you put it across the board, just their averages of their MVP seasons, yes, it's, it's a no-brainer that Russ had – better stats but uh again man i just come back to the the age factor in this like they get drafted the same year what was it 2008 2008 they get drafted d rose first overall pick and this is just a little fun fact for you all uh d rose is the first first overall pick to win mvp since lebron james um you know so i thought that was a little cool stat that has nothing to do with the debate really it was just kind of like a stat um but uh again man i just feel i feel like if rose never got injured he would be right there with rusk uh career ceiling wise i feel like um i think he would have had more success in the league more accomplishments more awards coming in his future if he did not get hurt and you can't say that if he didn't get hurt that's not true uh again man it's just the youngest MVP ever. The youngest MVP ever. He was playing at that level at 22, and they came in the league the same year. And it took Russ until he was 28 to win the MVP. So that's just that's it. For I me. don't I don't agree with that, man. I think Russ he was just thrown around like a rag doll, man. I think he was done dirty. Like he should have never stayed with OKC, man. When KD left, like yeah. he should have just left. Like I know you want to be loyal and ship to them, but you just leave, bro. Like it, it kind of ruined his thing, career a little bit. Yeah. It ruined his prime a little bit. Like, I, I think you can point that out with both players. I was going to say, yeah, like, one thing you could D. say. D-Rose is getting shipped around like a fucking, yeah, one, you know what I mean? One thing you could definitely say about both these guys is they're both committed to their teams. Um, Rose actually won MVP on his home team. The Bulls are his home team, man. He's from Chicago. I thought that's dope, too. And a little another fun fact, he's the first player to do that since Will Chamberlain on the Sixers in the 60s. So I thought that was a dope little fun stat. Um, but... Again, man, one thing you could both say about both these players is they're both incredible players, both high-caliber players. I just wish we could have seen more out of Rose in his career if it wasn't for the ACL and meniscus, all them injuries he's had. Yeah, definitely. I, I just think um, as, as it comes back to for the debate, man, um, Russ, Russ could just do more. Man. Russ could just do more. So that's just the reason I'm rocking with him. Uh, Rose, well, he grabs the assist, Rose he grabs is a little limited yeah, compared to Russ. Yeah. So. The debate is really hard for D Rose fans, so I give you credit, bro, and yeah, debating yeah. this. Yeah. Obviously, um, all I have to say is Russ's stats, and it can change. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. the easy way out, no, yeah. but and, and I was kind of not trying to take that route and go the mental route. Like I think Russ just has the yeah. will to win. So, yeah, uh, it, it's a good debate though, because no, obviously it, they were yeah, like we, the same build, the same we did like, this hard off the knees type bounce. You know what I mean? Yeah, we like, we did this strictly for y'all and uh, just something for fun, man. Uh, again, we both rock with these players heavily. Uh, I love D Rose, man. He was one of my favorite NBA players to watch when he yeah, was. Yeah, hundred percent. I almost fucking teared up, yo. When, yeah. he, when he dropped that, yeah. like whatever he dropped, <laughs> I forget what the fuck it was. I think he dropped like sixty or yeah, something. Yeah, I was 61, like, damn, yeah, and something. he was like crying and shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's crazy. Yo, D. Rose the bull. Yeah, I love to see him keep Literally. playing. Yeah, regardless of nothing, love to see Rose still in the league. And I just hope he gets to a chip, man. That's it. Yeah, definitely, bro. I mean, as as for Russ, too. As for Russ, too. I mean, he's with yeah, the Lakers. I think it's going to happen. It sucks <laughs> that he's with the Lakers and he's doing it, man. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to get a chip. I don't blame these people. What's your thoughts on that, honestly, yo? Sometimes, Before we touch into the next subject, I mean, if, what's your thoughts on ring chasing? Like, do you think you should join the team? Well, or do you think you should give your career a certain amount of years with the home? Like, all right, so I'll, I'll give you my opinion before I let you go. My bad, bro. Yeah, yeah. But 
in my opinion, I think if you're with your home team for four years and you haven't won a chip yet, you have the opportunity to go. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, in in a, in a player's case like Russ, in a player's case like Derrick Rose, in a player's case like, uh, you know, Melo, Carmelo Anthony, one of the best basketball players, in my opinion, that I've ever seen in my lifetime, still has not won a ring. And hopefully this year they might get it. You know, obviously I want to see the Sixers go and win my Sixers fans out there. But I'm just saying realistically that Los Angeles Lakers are looking legit now, man. They got Melo, they got Russ. Uh, so in, their, in a player's case like that, I don't think it's necessarily ring chasing, even though that's what it is. That's what they're doing. But they put in the hard work, the sweat, the tears, the blood, everything it took to try to bring a chip back to their cities man they stuck with by their teams they stay and it just didn't work out for them you know uh the teams they were dealt injuries whatever it was it just didn't work out so in some players cases like theirs that tried to go about it the right way and just it's just unfortunate so before their career is up they want to try to get that ring and i don't blame them they worked their whole lives for this shit so um you know at that point it's not ring chasing to me what katie did yes i think that's ring chasing when he joined the warriors and all that and um you know but katie bailed out way before rusted <laughs> and okc and so on so it just goes to it, i think it depends on the player yeah i agree with you there like i said it depends on yeah, like you said, it depends on the player, but I think they should just give at least four years. Like, be with your team four years, see what happens. If they're making moves, see what's good with the front office. Does it seem like they want to win now or if they want to win in the future? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like Chris Paul to the Suns, as much as people love that move, as much as we almost saw them win the chip, I didn't like the move, man. I can't lie. I, I, I wish I would have seen Chris Paul on the Clippers. Uh, if he stayed with the Clippers, man, I think they would have won the chip or, like, they could Got have been closer. in the chip instead of the Suns. Well, yeah, yeah, when you definitely. put it that way with if Kawhi, you had Kawhi PG, PG, and Chris Paul, but then they like, give up come on. Somebody to get him they might have. Yeah, that behind-the-scenes shit I'm not on right now. But <laughs> I, I would have just loved to see Chris Paul not with the Suns and maybe with the Clippers. Yeah, I honestly, I can't lie, I hated that at first when it first happened, too. Yeah, it's kind of um, like, what the fuck? It grew on me, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think yeah. it, it showed how young they were yeah. when it, we got it, to the finals. I it mean, did, it was Chris Paul, and then it was the refs. They needed it. They needed Chris Paul. Paul in that in that sense and I don't think they would have got to the finals without him so. no no exactly but I don't think Chris Paul could be the number one on the team which we saw in the finals oh uh, no no so no. he's past that at yeah, this yeah, point yeah, he's definitely. Past that. but man one thing I really want to get into bro is the NFL and you know what comes with the NFL uh, yeah. hard knocks I mean yes, I want to hear your opinion on that bro oh, that shit man. was kind of crazy I like that I liked how you were able to see the players not in professional mode yeah, man, and uh, it, it's just dope how my team got picked. You know, the Dallas Cowboys are on hard knocks, and it couldn't be any better for a Cowboys fan like me, especially living in the South Jersey, Philly area. Shout out my Eagles fans. But <laughs> it's just, it's cool, man. It's really it's really dope to see uh, my squad on hard knocks. You get to see the behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, true emotion, raw emotion, real conversations that you really don't hear. I mean, I had you tune into it, bro, and I'm sure you could vouch for me. You weren't expecting all that. Uh, they, nah, they, yeah, we got to see a different deck. We got to see a whole different side of Dak Prescott. And even if you're not a Cowboys fan, y'all, and if you maybe if you're a fan of Dak Prescott or if you're just a fan of football, uh, tune into it and just watch it. Even the first episode, and you can really see some cool shit, man. It's just dope. Uh, I watch it when any team's on it, and I just think it's cool to see the behind stuff, behind the scenes stuff on it. 
and uh, and so on. But Dak, man, he's ready to go. And you, you heard how frustrated he was on the Hard Knocks episode. And he said he's been out for way too long and he just wants to be on that field. He's looking good. He's looking good, and he wants to do anything he can to be out on the field, which I love personally. Uh, you get to see him and Zeke's friendship. You know what I mean? It's really dope. And uh, the way McCarthy interacts with these players, our new defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, interacting with these guys. Uh, guys, there's just uh, a lot of different energy going on. Like, it's just a lot of positive energy. Uh, finally got Jason Garrett out of Dallas last year, and it was the best feeling ever as a Cowboys fan. New York, uh, more, you know. <laughs> I don't, power more power to you exactly and uh I, I like mccarthy man i like the way he did that little mojo moment thing with the austin powers thing he puts them in a game situation and an in-game situation no matter what the offense defense is doing he blows the whistle he has them line up and he says look this is the situation uh make a play and i, I like his energy uh he keeps the team laughing he keeps the team ready to go he keeps the team motivated and that's what we need we needed a coach like that so he has won a Super Bowl before, so we'll see if he can bring us back there. Yeah, I liked it too, man. I mean, I think Dallas was honestly the best team to have on Hard Knocks uh, just because of the fan base. Dax injury. Yeah, it all, everything of, that it yeah. involves is just you guys got a new defensive coordinator. You guys had a shitty defense last year to try to see if it evolves. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But one thing I really wanted to touch up on, man, since – you know, Dallas is on hard knocks, NFC East, NFC least. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. Who do you think is going to take the NFC East and why? And who do you think is well, going to be the main factor in that team taking the NFC East? Well, it's a no-brainer, and it's it's the Dallas Cowboys, and they're going to win the NFC East. And I've said this before on the show, and I'll continue to say it. Uh, and this is probably where the Eagles fans turn the episode off. But it's, it is what it is, man. And, and if Eagles fans can be realistic, they can understand the fact that they have a brand-new head coach, first-year head coach. Uh, they have a brand-new first-starter, uh, QB1, uh, who didn't really start last year. He started some games. Uh, there was a lot of drama going on in Philly last year, the Carson Wentz, the Doug Peterson saga. And uh, I just think that Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, uh, he's dealing with a slight injury, but I think he'll be good to go uh, when the season starts. I think uh, that's just somebody that, you know, whole whole groom in the in the league well. And I think the Eagles are going to have a lot of success, just not right now. I think they, they will have success with this team uh, in the future. They could if they keep it together. Uh, the Eagles are kind of known for not keeping things together. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I like Jalen Hurts, though. I'm a fan of Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to sit here and, and totally bash Philly, but uh, I do like Devontae Smith. I think he was one of the greatest college athletes I've ever seen. Um, but they just they're they're dealing with issues still and they they don't have it all together I feel like yet and uh they just have some missing pieces I think they need to add some more to their defense to the offense they're talking about Ertz leaving still um and I don't know I, we'll see what happens but I just got the Cowboys taking the NFC East obviously I think we're the most complete team in the division you can't really argue that our offensive line's healthy again finally uh defense Got a new defensive coordinator in Dan Quinn, Mike Nolan out the door. Michael Parsons, I strongly believe, will be defensive uh, rookie of the year. And we kind of got a taste of that from preseason, already making fumble recoveries, etc. And uh, I'm just hyped to see what the Cowboys can do. Hopefully get this defense clicking. You got Randy Gregory coming back off the reinstatement. And uh, I think everything's going to click this year. I think Dak is coming for that dark horse MVP and comeback player of the year. And y'all will see it happen. And Zeke will also bounce back this year. He's looking in tip-top shape. Yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, got the Dallas Cowboys winning the NFC East. 
Um, it's I really wanna, not that hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, so since you say it's not that hard, I want to get your opinion on this take. Uh, it's Max Kellerman's take, honestly, uh, from first take. Uh, he's going on the air saying that the Eagles obviously are not in the race. He no. said they don't have a good head coach. Well, they, he didn't say they don't have a good head coach. He said they have a first-year head coach. Too young. Uh, yeah, too young. Coach. Um, they need more. Yeah, they need more. That's uh, all there is to it. And he said that the Dallas Cowboys had the best offense in the division. And he said that the Washington football team have the best defense in the division. And he said that the Cowboys have the worst offense. I mean, he said the Cowboys have the worst defense, vice versa. The, Red, the, the Washington football team has the worst offense. And then he just said that the Giants are the most balanced team in the NFC East. So what's your opinion on I that? I don't agree with that at <laughs> he all. He said they have the best this, defense and offense, like, balance-wise. No, I, I, they have a great defense over there in New York right now. They do. Uh, Blake Martinez being the captain of that defense. And they got guys over there that can make plays for sure. Um, but the reality of it is, with Daniel Jones, I cannot see the Giants winning this division. And I don't see why it's that hard for these Giants fans to comprehend. Uh, you're lucky Saquon's coming back this year because he adds a lot of firepower to this offense. Um, Kenny Galladay, you still got guys like Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard over there that can make the plays. Their offensive line is pretty good. Uh, they do. They are going to have a better offense than they did last season. I agree with that. Um, but again, they're not division ready yet. Not when you're in the division with teams like the Cowboys that have the offense they do. And um, I, I just feel like we're still a more complete team than they are uh, both sides of the ball. And I, I just, you know, like I said, their defense is up there. I'll give it to them. They had a solid defense last year. And I'm a huge fan of uh, Martinez and, and a lot of them guys on the defense. But, again, it just comes back to Daniel Jones for me. Like, I, I think Daniel Jones is not going to be a successful quarterback in this league. He showed me too much, in my opinion, that just proves me right. I just feel like he's too – I don't know. I don't trust him. I really don't trust him. He loses the ball too much. He, he folds under pressure. He hasn't really came up clutch for the Giants. And uh, that's just that's what that's what seals it for me is the quarterback position for New York. I think with Daniel Jones, they're not coming out with the division when you have Dak Prescott and uh, Fitzmagic's in our in our division now. So we'll see what happens. I mean, if we're being honest, I think Daniel Jones is the worst quarterback in our division. I'm going to put it to you this way. I think it's Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Fitzpatrick, and then you got Daniel Jones. Is that wrong? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you do have a point. Um. I really don't get the hype around the Giants. Honestly, I'm not scared of their offense at, at all. all. Yeah. Um, who defense. do they have? Greg Olson. I think did they just sign Greg Olson? Uh, they might have. Right, is the tight end? I, whoever we else? have. Um, nah, Kyle Rudolph. That's yeah, who it is. Yeah, not yeah. Greg Olson. No. Kyle Rudolph. Um, yeah. So Kenny so Galladay what? again, solid <laughs> yeah. pickup. But, hey, he's already injured. But I think. again, I, I'm hearing I'm hearing injuries. Kenny Galladay in isn't matching yeah. up with. All three of our not CD Lamb. No, no. <laughs> I, I just don't understand how somebody could sit up here with a straight face and say that the Giants are the most balanced team in the NFC. I mean, you East. could you could probably um, put Kenny Galladay and MG in the same conversation, and that's yeah, a wide that's the wide three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, okay, I just I don't, I don't understand what's adding up. Uh, Defense what isn't, like does win championships, but yeah, you yeah, also yeah. need to have. In that case, the re- the the Washington football team would be uh, yeah, ex- number one. Exactly, so, uh, exactly. I just don't see how the Giants are adding up. Um, we will debate this with our boy Joey. Shout out, Joey, if you're listening. Uh, we'll definitely get you calling in. Um, and we never met a Giants fan who wasn't delusional. So, I mean, uh, NFL season is coming yeah. up, man, and I'm hyped. 
Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, I'm really stoked for this season. It's going to be a good one. And uh, football's back. I think the crowd is, crowd's back, so that's a huge game changer for the league. I think uh, crowd energy in a sport like football means a whole hell of a lot. And I just can't wait to see this season unfold. Dak Prescott to strap up them cleats to get on the field again. Uh, again, I think uh, this is year six for Dak and Zeke. The duo will make their legacy this year together watch watch it happen but uh oh you heard it here first so watch it happen call me the delusional cowboys fan call me you know mr uh this is our year whatever i don't care i'm letting you know it's just dak prescott is gonna come back with a vengeance this year he was on pace to throw for 5k last season and you're gonna see that coming this year um cd lamb will be our wide receiver one that's my that's my bold prediction this year he's been showing out in camp showing out practice um i don't get me wrong amari he's still solid he could be our wide receiver for one, but I just think uh, maybe we'll have guys that are capable of doing the same exact thing. You got guys like Michael Gallup still making plays, uh, and we know Dak and his connection is solid. And I'm I'm just hyped to see it get done. I think Zeke claims his rushing title back, and I just think it's going to be a beautiful year for these Dallas Cowboys. Beautiful, beautiful year, he says. Dallas. Speaking of which, that that really uh, brought me to my next question, man. Uh, so. NFL season coming up. Obviously, the Bucks are the defending champs. Repeat is on their mind. I want to know, what's the hardest sport in your mind to repeat in and why? The MLB, NFL, NHL, or NBA? Yeah, this is tough, man. Um, to repeat in any league, what is the hardest? I got, man, I don't know. See, a part of me... Wants to say baseball. I, I was exactly going to say wants baseball to say because baseball. It's, it's very hard to bring back the you same team. You know what? Team. Yeah, I, I got to go. I got to rock with baseball because the MLB, I mean, to see good piece, a, a team to go back-to-back chips, I can't even think of one off top. Yankees. Well, yeah, I, I can think of one. <laughs> of course. Right off of top. Course. Multiple times. And you guys uh, stopped us from going back-to-back, so that was sad. Multiple times. Shout out to Philly's 2008-2009 squad. Um, but... Yeah, I don't want to hear nothing from that. It's all right. I'm taking up. I'm taking it up. But but uh, so it, you know, it's I gotta say baseball, man. Baseball is definitely the hardest to go back to back in, and re- reason being is um, those seasons are so fucking long. They're so fucking long. That that and I think <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a multiple. It's thing. There's, like a, yeah, there's, you know what I mean. There's it, it's hard to bring the same team back. It's honestly. hard to bring, and that's like, it's that hard was, to run it back. That was my next point. Was it's hard to bring the same guys back because I feel like once you're in the World Series, their stock just goes up and they're trying to dip. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we know baseball gets the heftiest contracts in all sports. So that being said, I just got I got to go with baseball there and just say that it's probably the hardest to go back to back in football. I feel like it might be the easiest. Football, main, I, I, basketball. I would say, I would say basketball, I, you know bro. I was, honestly, I'm thinking football yeah. or basketball. But I got to just I, because it, it, just to give you my opinion in basketball, I feel like if you have whoever has the most best players is going to win. Like, automatically, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, the Nets, if they still, like, if KD, Kyrie, and Harden are well, healthy, they're going to win. Like, yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying? And the the reason, best players on the best team is going to win. The reason I'll say that. NFL, it, not always. The easiest, I'll rock with you and say basketball because of the fact that um, I, I feel like basketball is more of, like, 
you have one or two or three guys that could take over the team, and it's kind of up to one dude, maybe a star like LeBron James or somebody of that caliber. Uh, to, to and they turn play it up. offense and defense. Offense you know what, you know what I mean? Exactly. They control the whole game. Yeah, yeah, and this just goes to add on to it. Um, but I definitely think uh, because it could be one guy that turns up and, and just takes the whole game over, and they could do that two years in a row. I think we both agree that NFL is just the, the hardest. Versus football, uh, yeah. yeah. Versus football, well, MLB is the hardest. Well, well, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. NFL is the e- well, no, no, no. NFL is the second hardest. Second hardest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so if we put it in order, let's just put it in order. Uh, we'll say that baseball is the hardest to repeat in. Uh, second hardest football because it's a team sport. I mean, you could be Tom Brady on the team, but you need to, you know, Mike Evans to catch that ball. And don't get it twisted. Or, yeah, don't get it twisted. With MLB, is, it, to go out there. obviously yeah. the hitters are the defenders, but yeah. the main reason it is the pitching. And like, yeah, the, yeah, the pitching is definitely but that's everything. Like you alluded to earlier keeping the same guys on one team is very hard in baseball we've seen how many names get bounced around in the span of a, a week yeah that, that was ridiculous <laughs> you know, the whole mlb got changed up. exactly the yankees got anthony rizzo and and, and uh, joey gallo oh yeah I, I mean come on it's just ridiculous um and that's the only sport that really happens in is baseball uh so guys constantly moving around there's you know the uh, <laughs> So there's a lot of games to go through in a season. I mean, their seasons are, are the longest. So I definitely would say that. And uh, so, yeah, baseball is the hardest. Football being the second hardest and then basketball. Uh, and then hockey, I really can't speak on, dude. I really don't watch hockey enough to tell you. But Yeah, uh, I, I just know that the players, uh, they play both offense and defense. Yeah. So that's We're going to have to shout yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to have to check in with Ethan on that yeah, one. Yeah, definitely shout out Ethan and Mikey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mikey yeah, G. Mike G, my boy, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to tap in with them to see what's the hardest. Uh, but you guys let us know if you're listening to it and you made it this far. Let us know, man. Let us know what you yeah, think. Yeah, we probably going to post sport. something about that, to be honest. What, yeah. What's the hardest uh, sport to repeat in? Yeah, no, that'll be dope. Uh, so look out for that. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, one more thing before we before we head out, though. Uh, speaking of baseball, who do you think is the MVPs of the league? AL and NL. Give me it right now. AL, NL. MVPs of the league. AL, who you got? AL, I gotta go. Shohei, Ohtani. Shohei Otani, obviously. I agree. Um, now the NL MVP. is a little closer. NL shaky because Tatis was out, but then he comes back and smacks, smacks two, two homers. So I, I just think you gotta give it to him. Word to Tatis. No matter no matter how long he's out, yeah. you gotta give it to him. I mean, who else are you gonna give it to? Yeah, yeah. Honest, no, straight up. Who else are you, are you gonna give it to? Vladdy. I mean, he's slumping. You're gonna give well, it I to think Bryce. AL, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But you're gonna give it to Bryce? Nah. You well. Know what I mean? If if Tatis uh, I didn't exist, I would I would say Bryce Harper, but Tatis exists, and you know Bryce. And even though I think they're saying Willie Adamas, bro, he's up he, there he on the Brewers. On the Brewers, he, he's, yeah, he's really shit. Nice. Uh, we've been rocking with him since he was on the Rays, but. Oh, yeah. uh, no, no, Bryce is really having an incredible year, though, aside from that. Uh, he's batting some of his his best baseball since 2015 when he won MVP. Uh, so I think Bryce is really in the conversation until Tatis came back. <laughs> we didn't think Tatis would be back this soon. And uh, with Tatis, if he was out the rest I of mean, the year. He, bro, he dislocated his shoulder. I'm, yeah. I'm one to speak from uh, experience. And this is the second uh, time he went yeah. out this year. Yeah. And he's still and taking MVP. And double dislocate your shoulder, bro, that's no joke. And he's still taking MVP. So that just goes to show you the kind of player he is. And he's he just has that different swing man i mean I, I just feel like you can't pitch around him. his frame is is just ridiculous and i think he covers Same with the max box. muncie man yeah. i shout out max muncie yo. He, he's definitely one of my favorite he's in the NL players race in too. he's in the nl yeah, race too i feel like every time that go that guy goes up to bat it could be a homer 
Yeah, and you also got to shout out Jacob Degrom, man. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Yeah, but that, we that's saw, very unfortunate. We saw probably one of the best pitchers in MLB history. This and year. Mike Trout, man. I mean, shout out Mike Trout. Trout. Yeah. I just feel like his legacy is coming to an end, sadly, because of the injuries and the fact that the Angels just they can't win as. Even though they have like three of the best players in baseball, they just can't win yeah. because they can't pitch. They can't pay the pitching enough. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're not they, that they, complete. They can't get their bullpen. Yeah. yeah, I was just listening on that on Max Kellerman's radio show. Um, I I just think that they have to pay Shohei. They have to pay Mike Trout. Rendon. They have to pay Rendon. The top three, like, yeah. they're they're heavy hitters, man. What do you think, I just don't do you think, think it's going to work out. Trout finishes career as an Angel. Yeah, I think Trout does. I don't think Shohei does. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's Honestly. that's our take, man. Tatis NL MVP. Shout out to Tatis. Got the jersey on right now, actually, my boy. And uh, basically, the Dominican Derek Jeter. That's what we're witnessing right now. And Shohei Otani, the next coming of Babe Ruth. Killing it on both sides of the ball. He's a pitching demon. He'll strike you out, and then he'll hit a home run off the bat. Oh, so. yeah, man. Definitely MLB talk we got into. One, before we wrap it up, man, I want to bring up Nico Ali Walsh, man. I mean, boxing fans out there know it's good. This know it's good dope. with this, man. 21-year-old this Nico Ali Walsh, grandson of Muhammad Ali, won his first pro boxing debut on Saturday, wearing a pair of his grandfather, Muhammad Ali's shorts. He KO'd Jordan Weeks in the first round, man. I mean, something special to watch. Um, I was watching the fight, honestly. I watched his highlights. They were pretty dope, man. I mean, he seems like he got a little punch to him. He's not Ali, but he is 21. He, so. showed, he showed some glances of his grandfather, though, in the way he stands. I don't see him taking Berlong. I don't see him taking <laughs> Haney, but, you know, he's moving up. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect it a lot. Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, definitely since you brought him up, shout out Berlanga. Yeah, yeah Berlanga. I don't see him taking Berlanga. Shout out Berlanga. <laughs> yeah, he's probably one of our favorite Shout out Berlanga. Fuck I mean. CJ. Yeah, man. Fuck CJ. Whoop D. Ross Wish. Woo. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a whole other story for a different time. But I believe that is all for today's episode. And I uh, appreciate y'all tuning in to the guys. We're yeah, back. Man. Shout out G. Shout out Action Bronson on the surf tip. No, oh, you already know. You already know what it is, man. It's hard joke. No, yup, yup, yup. <laughs> but yeah, we got it lit, man. So we're back and uh, we're giving all the heat again. So pay attention for the posts. We're posting daily, as you know. And uh, we'll be back next week. Appreciate y'all for the love. Peace. Peace.